0: Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Now, if you're new with us, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We love this show, and we hope that you also love what you see with your ears. You're freaking me out. What are you doing with your headset over there?
1: All of a sudden, something changed in my ears. Uh Uh-huh. Did your ears pop? And I can hear... I don't think so. I can hear more in one ear than I can in the other, like, all of a sudden, and it was just very, like, jarring.
0: Was it, like, one of those...
1: No, like, I think it's not not my actual ears. When I say my ears, I mean my electronic ears.
0: (laughs) E-electronic ears. I was
1: going to say my E-ears, like, you know, Like on the internet? Um, But that seemed like I would just sound like I didn't know how to talk, like my ears. <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. We're everybody's fine. I
0: really hope that's what it is. Oh, it now. came back. Oh, good. So yeah, it was probably your ears.
1: Mm, no, it was not
0: your human ears. It was not. <laughs> it happens. Well, anyway. anyway, I'm Bubba. And, I am. Yeah. Well, no, we already did that part. Okay. okay. Uh, now, this is, now this is about me. This is my narcissistic oh, okay. part, where I tell everybody that I have served previously on church staff for 12 years and now serve as a full-time nerd culture missionary as a part of Love Thy Nerd, help found this organization and start all these wonderful things that hopefully you guys have come to know and love. And if not, take time to hang out with us. Go to lovethynerd.com, find all the cool stuff that we do and be a part of it. We stream. We got stuff on Twitch, lovethynerd.com. Uh nope. How about twitch TV slash Love Thy Nerd? I, I need to just make the it links. already.
1: I don't do the links. I
0: need this this is I'm gonna say it out loud. Go to love slash twitch and that's gonna force me to go make that dumb link,
1: will you though?
0: I, it's gonna will force you? me. Because hey.
1: you, you also said you were gonna make a church nerds playlist. Guess what? You never did.
0: Look, I don't need you calling me out in front of oh, my
1: friends, lady. Okay. Burn. What was that playlist
0: even going to be? I don't remember that.
1: It was for when we did our music thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We did an episode about music and the way it moves us in games. And then you're like, we're gonna make a church nerds playlist.
0: Oh great! Now I gotta do that. Thank you. Everybody has already <clears throat> forgotten about that. Now well, I gotta go back and do that. I
1: did Forget. And there might be some listeners out there who also didn't forget because they've been pining after a church nerds playlist. So,
0: well, speaking of the one who doesn't forget, this is my lovely wife, Anna.
1: I'm Anna. Hi, everybody. Um, I, the main thing I want to say about myself this week is that I kept four children alive by myself without losing any of them for four days.
0: You did alone. I, I'm and be real. it
1: feels like an accomplishment kinda to kinda forgot
0: I went backpacking for a second there.
1: That was the entire thing that I wanted to talk about. I'm this ready. Time.
0: My body is ready.
1: Well, I thought you I thought you would want to talk about backpacking. I'm
0: legit. It's been a long week. I forgot.
1: So so a bunch of Bubba's like bro bros. My bro
0: Tatoes, yep.
1: <laughs> and I was just like the 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 gentleman in his not, life. Not gentlemen.
0: <laughs> They're my bros. <laughs> I left the we left the gentleman at home.
1: His guy friends, his married guy friends, basically, mostly. I think.
0: Oh but one. Was it yeah.
1: okay? Um, anyway, You're they all great. went on this backpacking trip to Arkansas. Like all of a sudden, one of them is like, "Hey, you know what we should do? We should go on a backpacking trip." And Bubba's like, "I'm in. Yeah, I'm gonna spend all of our money." On backpacking supplies. I did did
0: not spend all of it.
1: And we're going to go. And you were supposed to go to Big Bend. And then Uh you end up going to Arkansas. But the entire time, I was like slightly afraid. I don't know how to say this nicely.
0: You thought I was going to die. Yeah. You thought it was going to be my fault that I died.
1: It's been a hot minute since you did something that required that much of your body. Yes, Like you... Bubba ran a half marathon one time. Some people don't know this about him. And it I, he feels like he trained for it. I didn't think he trained all that hard. He just kind of, if to me, it felt like he just got out of bed one day and ran a half marathon.
0: Uh, it's not completely inaccurate because I did that, have to get out of bed that day.
1: That was about how many years ago? Maybe six, six years ago?
0: That's easily six years ago.
1: And it's been a minute. And I did, the,
0: I did the Spartan Beast. It wasn't yeah. like a legit half marathon, but it was a legit half marathon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so like that's been a while,
0: sixteen miles, almost.
1: and you've been working a job that mostly you're sitting down these days.
0: Yes, I live a sedentary lifestyle,
1: and so I was. Really I bought a very comfortable chair like, for how much I said. Legitimately worried that you were going to hurt yourself on the trail and or die.
0: Mm-hmm. Both were plausible. Um, that's PJ in case you. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to he's hear him on the in, final. He's but not
1: in the room, but he's not very. happy. He's
0: trying to go to worry. sleep, and by he's, trying to go to sleep, I mean trying to stay awake.
1: Yeah, he does not want to go to sleep. Anyway, so how was it, though? Enough about me worrying that you'll die, and I might be left with four children by myself, and um, you know.
0: Well, I almost died. Did you? No, uh, maybe, oh, probably. I was like, I
1: haven't heard I've, that part there, of the story. There
0: were there were times because so we ended up going like Anna said to big not to Big Bend. We were going go to big go Bend to not go to Big Bend because we live we live in Central Texas and Big Bend is South Texas and so we could not go to Big Bend because Big Bend had been on fire on
1: fire like literally, like California
0: basically literally on fire. The national park had been on fire, especially like the the spot that we were going to go. The week before we were going to leave was aflame. And so the trailhead that we were going to go down wasn't, we weren't able to do that. But we decided, hey, um, the guys that had gone on this trip before, um, they didn't go to Big Ben. They went to this place in Northwest Arkansas, which by the way, is beautiful. Yeah. Who would have thought um,
1: I would have thought,
0: well, this, this, this specific spot of Northwest Arkansas is like the birthplace of Walmart. And the whole time I was there, oh, I was good. like,
1: now I really want to go. Well, not
0: here's the deal. The whole time I was there was like, Hey, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but this is nothing like what I thought Arkansas was going to look like.
1: This is nothing like I thought Walmart would be like,
0: um, because but Walmart I said, has
1: so many trees in it,
0: but I said, Hey, it makes sense that. Arkansas would be the birthplace of Walmart because every time I go into a Walmart, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like this is what Arkansas looks like. (laughs) And so. um, I
1: think you're stereotyping.
0: 100% I was stereotyping. Well. And so if you're an Arkansian, which is what they're called. Okay. um, My apologies. What a beautiful state you have, at least in that one spot. No,
1: I think Arkansas Nature state wise, they're is the
0: the natural state or something like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they're like a legit nice state. I think the culture of Arkansas is what comes oh, into question yeah. sometimes. We're not gonna talk about that. Yeah,
0: but we did talk about that on the trip. <laughs> um, so so anyway, we end up going to Arkansas, and here's what you need to know about Texas. It was basically equidistant from where we live to Big Bend.
1: Uh-huh. in Texas.
0: To where we live to northwest Arkansas where we camped.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was the same distance. Yeah. That's banana sauce. And I so I know
1: Texas, yep, it's big.
0: And we had to drive through Oklahoma. No fare. Um, and if you're from Oklahoma, uh, you get it.
1: We're just sorry for, you get it. Like move.
0: Yeah. Maybe so Come anyway. To Texas,
1: everyone else is doing it.
0: Long story short, we end up getting out there and we hike. Legit we hike a thousand feet down, like in elevation. Not like we hiked for so a thousand feet. You were feet not when we got
1: going there. and hiking to the top of a mountain to camp. You were we hiking
0: de-summited. down. Yeah, so we, we descended. Ha- we we actually ended up um camping. We did like the full backpacking trip where yeah. pitched the tents, start the, the tiny fires. tents, the Ah uh, not- mine's not super tiny. You saw it. It's not a family. tent. It
1: is not a family camping tent, which is what I'm used to. I'm used to oh, family yeah. camping, and so when But I it's also tent not like a like, Boy Scout singlet,
0: that? you know, kind of a tent,
1: like d- barely covers your yeah. either your head or your toes Absolutely. are sticking yeah. out, yeah. one Little, or the other,
0: <laughs> and you can't sit up in it. Uh, it's like you're you're getting into a uh, you know a, a burrito with a very sharp edge. Uh-huh. Um, no, it, we so we went down and we ended up like sleeping like camping by the river on the Colorado, and it was. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. We we did the man thing where like you get out there, you build the fire, you Mm -hmm. you collect the wood. Um, We didn't pack in with any water.
1: I feel the need to say that women can also do those things, right?
0: I'm just again stereotypical, right? Like the man thing. I'm I'm just for what it's worth. Well, one of the best like backpackers and hikers we know is a woman, and we were we were like leaning on her, Kelly. And we oh, were, yeah. <coughs> we were oh, leaning yeah. on her for all kinds of information. Uh-huh. Hey, Kelly, can, can we do this? Can <laughs> yeah. we do this? Is this okay if we do this?
1: I know. She leads trips all the time, <coughs> and I want to go on one someday. She
0: led a, a youth group girls backpacking trip. She's, or trying she's, to, about to.
1: She's, she's talking about the next trip she's going to do right now. And I, I, I need it. to just go. Yes, she is. I believe it. Um, I need to just go. The thing about it is the nursing baby, though. Like, I don't, you know.
0: Well, here's the deal. You take PJ down there, and he can do the same thing I did, which we, like I said, we didn't pack in any water at all, mm-hmm. and we brought these things called Sawyer straws, and, and you drink your own pee. Well, we drink somebody's pee. That's for sure, because <laughs> we drink we drank out of the river <clears throat> the whole time, and hey, you know what? If that's what pee if that's what pee tastes like, sign me up because that was some of the best Someone
1: please clip this. <clears throat> that Are was we on some Twitch? Can listen, someone clip this. Hey. If this is what pee tastes like, sign me up.
0: Linda, listen. <laughs> Here's the deal. That was because it comes out of the Ozarks, right? And so like that was some of the best tasting water I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. I mean ever.
1: But not as good as our water here.
0: Oh, definitely not as good as our water. (laughs) So we ended up getting down there and that's really fine and fun and we have a great time and like guys are like whittling and all sorts of, it's like, where are we right now? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, deliverance,
1: absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um, And so like. Well,
1: I mean, whittling because, so I don't know, was it because it was like, oh, Hey, no, bro, no. I'm here with all the guys and Not that man stuff all. and fire, like what you were saying. When, or is it just like, there's nothing to do, and this is just, I need something to do, so I'm going to whittle. Or it's just like, ah, oh, whittling is so peaceful.
0: Mainly the third one, because the person who started whittling. I'm
1: just going to turn this stick into a piece of art.
0: Yes, well, so. Or
1: just skin it until it's nothing anymore. We had both. Okay. Okay.
0: We had both because it was the guy who started whittling said, hey, um, I only ever have people always around me and now I don't.
1: Yeah. Was I'm that you? Was that guy s- you?
0: No, I don't have the patience to whittle. I don't. Do you not? No, I'm, I'm like, what did sorry I just for say? the long I, pause no, just don't. now
1: because I'm like evaluating you. You spend so much time perfecting so many things that I would just leave. Yeah. You say you don't have the patience to whittle. I do not. Listen,
0: listen to the You don't have the the desire to whittle. Linda, listen.
1: You have the patience. I
0: don't have the patience to whittle. (laughs) Not that I don't have patience. I don't have the patience to whittle. I watched them whittle. Uh, Here's the deal. I watched one of our good friends, Jordan. I watched him try and make a spoon and he got almost there. And he, he even he, he brought whittling tools. He brought no, whittling tools. Yes he did. He brought whittling he tools. He decided hey, hold on a second. No, listen, we don't have a lot of time to dive in. You can ask me off air. He he brought tools to whittle. So he had this little like carving spoon. Like yes, this little hook. I know what you're talking hook. about, yes. And he wanted to make a spoon for his son. And he I wanted watched, to make
1: a spoon from the spoon.
0: And, with the spoon, mm, it was. It, it, I said spoon. He was making a spoon. It was more of like it was more of a hook that he was carving with. And so anyway, he gets Aww, he gets down and he starts spoon. doing this thing, and it was not a baby spoon. It was massive. Oh. And so he's carving. <laughs> he's carving, carving the spoon out, and he's carving it so thin. And I'm watching him do this, and he's spent two and a half hours uh-huh. carving this thing. Uh-huh. And he he gets down and carves and carves and carves and carves and carves and goes straight and through head, it. The head breaks off the ah. handle, and I was like, <laughs> man. "What was his face I,
1: like when that happened?" He just
0: he, well he did it while we were all talking. And he just kind of goes, <laughs> and you guys can't see me, but it's it's a bewildered look with like this Talladega nuts, I don't know, dude, with my hands, and so I I just looked at him. and was like, "Man, I could have told you that was gonna happen. You were carving that real thin, but you look like you were having fun."
1: It was being like an artisan,
0: so we turned it into a canoe because that's what the that's what the head of into the into a baby canoe. That's what the head of the spoon actually looked like. It was so long, okay. It looked like a canoe, but he was dude. He was going to town. He like new techniques, and again brought the tools and all sorts of stuff. So,
1: well, I'm glad that you went. I think you needed it. And I think that oh, yes. like being days out of cell phone service was probably. I try to get you to do that all the time here, and you flatly refuse. Yeah, so it, it's
0: impractical to if do. If you'll it do it
1: with the dudes, then I'm yeah. for it. I think it was a good exercise in in more than one way. Apparently, oh, gosh, my and legs no dying. You didn't thrashed. die. Rashed. So
0: coming out, oh, that's when I was like, "I'm dead. We're dead. So we <laughs> die.
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense." That's actually way harder because when I backpacked myself, we went up and then came down.
0: I don't. I don't know which one I would rather. honestly. Really? Yeah. Because mm. here's the deal, and we're so over time. You know what? Deal with it. <laughs> um, coming coming down, like, cause we did. We we hiked down into some more stuff. Um, after we had already hiked in, mm-hmm. and my calves were just. Like, guys, I'm, sh- I'm so shredded right now. Like, I, I just feel like, I feel like a bodybuilder on my calves. And so, but.
1: Well, you look like one. So. I would,
0: duh. And so here's the deal. When you're coming down, you need the control that your calves can give you. Oh, sure. And if you can't control those muscles because they're just so freaking sore. It's safer
1: to fall up than down. 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. You can stop going up. Mm-hmm. You cannot stop going down. Okay. And Good so. You know. <clears throat> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, appreciate it. Don't forget to tip your waiter. Hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about something that is not backpacking in the Arkansas wilderness. It's not. We're going to be talking about grief and how we as humans and nerds handle and deal with the subject of grief. So get ready for a hard left turn, but it's going to be good right here on the Church Nurse Podcast. <laughs>
2: Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith in Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this past weekend, I was at a Comic-Con, and I had my fancy lightsaber on my table just for kicks and giggles. And uh, when a swarm of Jedi and Sith came by my table, friends of mine that were cosplayers, and wanted me to take a photo with them. And so we all lit up our blades and we stood in the walkway and we took a bunch of photos. And then right off to the side of where we were taking our photos, there was a little kid who was on the floor coloring and had a balloon sword. And then the little kid with the balloon sword jumped to his feet and ran over to all of us with our big fierce probably multiple hundred dollar lightsabers and squared off against us no fear no concern no inadequacy no thinking my weapons not as good as theirs or anything like that and so we all we all had a good time with that and his parents stood behind him and took photos of us all battling together and it was a good time and You know, with nerd culture, sometimes we're like, my stuff's not as good as theirs or comparison, but that kid was 100% confident in his sword. And I think that was a good reminder for me that sometimes we aren't as bold with the word of God, with the sword that he gives us, because we feel like maybe it's going to make us awkward or make people distance themselves from us or that it will come with consequences, but we need to have the confidence in the Word of God that that little kid had with his balloon sword. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We have a much more powerful weapon than we could ever imagine. And we don't ever need to forget it. So I hope the next time you have the chance that you will wield your sword well. And maybe make some noises. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org, where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
0: Hey there and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And thank you for joining us. If you found us anywhere besides on LTN Radio, that's LTNOnAir.com or on the Live 365 app, please be sure to go to Lovethynerd.com slash Church Nerds. That's where you're going to be able to find every single one of our episodes. I say that, I need to put a couple on there. Hey, don't judge me.
1: Almost every single one of our episodes.
0: But, hey, even when I mess up, which I want to do... What you can do is you can go to lovethynerd.com slash church nerds and you can click on the Spotify, RSS, Google Podcasts, uh, or the Apple Podcast link and you could subscribe to this podcast right from that page. So you don't got to go looking for it. Just go to lovethynerd.com slash church nerds. Hey, today's episode is pretty heavy.
1: It is. Yeah. Um, so we're actually talking about grief Yeah. and
0: trigger warning. If you yeah, are not into grief or you're if, having a hard time with it,
1: if you, if this is not good for you to talk about right now, feel we, free to skip this episode. We get it. You can just move along, come back to this later or something. But if you're willing to kind of get all up in the feelings, your feelings, our feelings, all the feelings, uh, you know, stick around. And so the,
0: the hope and, and, and the, the goal, the aim of this episode is not to dwell in grief.
1: No, not really. We're just uh, talking about sometimes things that cause us to grieve in, yes. in nerd culture. Um, mm-hmm. and then talking also about how, um, you know, certain parts of nerd culture have maybe helped us p- to process our actual IRL. Right. Grief. Grieving feelings. It
0: is worth noting that we we're you're going to hear us say this probably in the second uh, main segment and the next segment, that it is important to grieve. And mm. we we think that, you know, because we're, we're Christians Anna and I are Christians, I'm not saying everybody listens to this podcast is, and if you're not, thanks for hanging out. I really enjoy that. I think that's dope. But as Christians, we think it's important to grieve. And uh, we got a scripture that might point towards that. So... That being said, trigger warning out there. Alert, alert, alert. If you need to turn back, <clears throat> go listen to free play. That Then you <laughs> won't have to worry about anything.
1: I don't know. Kate was trying to steal my stuff. She
0: can't have it. Kate needs to come up with her own material.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So this segment, this is more of our lighthearted uh you know, focus on nerd culture, Our light-hearted, lighthearted segment hearted. about grief. You know. I was thinking do, about do, 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 do. this, um, because I was like, you know, the thought about nerd culture and grief, um, obviously like one Wanda, division is like the big deal right now. Um, cause that is all about grief. All about and grief, actually yeah. there are lots of things that are about grief because, um, spoiler alert, grief is really difficult to handle. So there are a bunch of people who have tried to kind of, um, you know, I guess, help with that or communicate what it's like or to talk about healing and different things. But I was thinking about how sometimes like you can get so connected to a story or a character or, you know, a series or something that it actually throws you into grief a little bit. Probably not on the same scale as like, you know, actual really big life events. Right. But some some of those things can really cause some feelings in you. Yeah,
0: maybe pretty close for some people.
1: Um, because story is pretty, it's pretty powerful. Um, Are you okay? Are
0: you Man, okay? I'm sorry. I'm I'm still dealing with drainage. I was fine on the trail. <clears throat> 100%. We get back to Texas and it's like,
1: wham. Mm. Anyway, so story is powerful to, to um, invoke emotion in us. Um, and we connect so much with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I asked our community, the love Than nerd community on at the Facebook group, not the discord channel. I didn't ask them, Traitor. but I did ask the Facebook community about like, Hey, when, ha, when have you been thrown into grief through a story? Um, like what, you know characters dying and whatnot. Um, and so I collected some of their responses. I thought we could talk about them. so what um I'm talking about mostly the ones I mean because people named so many things and honestly okay, if you're listening and you just posted a gif That's to some anime, to my wife. Like I don't know what it is. It's Not helpful I, to her. I I can't mention it because I don't even know what it she is. She does
0: not understand the reference. But
1: you all shared moments with one another because sometimes when you posted those gifts, other people were like, "Oh man, same." So obviously, it's but doing I, I did. Doing. T- I
0: shared a gift with you that you fully understood.
1: Which oh yes yes, <clears throat> and I'm gonna talk about that because you weren't the only person who shared that gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. So
1: first. Um, the Time Traveler's Wife was mentioned several times. It's a book. I don't. Um, and then make April that Lynn. Movie? Mm, I don't know. April oh. Lynn mentioned it and a couple of other people Astronaut's mentioned wife. it.
0: That's what I was thinking of.
1: And apparently this book is like a tearjerker because somebody said that their wife, this is like when they were newly married and their wife woke them up in the middle of the night sobbing in bed. Because she was finishing this book. Oh no! And it's apparently very emotional.
0: It doesn't sound like they all lived happily ever after.
1: It does not. <laughs> um, but I have heard that's like one of the books that I mean it needs to be on my on my short list to read because I hear about it a lot. Um, the gift that you sent to me was. About Artax yeah. from Neverending Story, and that of course is an iconic. You like, guys,
0: have you seen second graders?
1: Movie? Second graders crying into their yes. Fruit Loops or whatever. I don't know. Whenever they're watching this, it is so like as a child.
0: As an adult,
1: almost scarring to watch that scene when Artax gets
0: sinks into the tar in, pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it, like the whole as an adult and watching Atreyu's
1: that. is yelling. Atreyu. No, that's Sebastian yelling Atreyu. Oh, At- That's the part I, I remember. Artax.
0: is him yeah. yelling Treyu. and the then t- him t- just like trying to drag this horse out uh-huh. of the tar pit. How the how how.
1: Well, here's the thing. Pixar has taught us that you can still do hard, heavy emotions with children. Sometimes you can got no, do it. I, I understand death, the emotions. Death
0: is real. How with the horse?
1: I don't, so this is one that's going to sound, I don't know, probably super nerdy or I don't know. Um, oh, what is that? The Man from Snowy River. Most of the people who I hear talking about that movie are like, I don't know christian college types
0: (laughs) okay homeschool got it
1: maybe not all homeschool but i i do like that movie and he goes like a super long way with this horse and then the horse does end up like not making it spoiler alert and that i it's hard to deal with that and i cry real hard so similar feeling to our tax
0: those of you that follow ltn fairly closely to me that's a very matt Warmbier horpins kind of a moment uh-huh. Where it's like, you did not even try to save that horse. <laughs>
1: Which one? In the man from Snowy River?
0: No. I am stuck on never ending story.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Because Atreyu, I mean, he doesn't he, he waits so long. So long to try and get that horse out of there. And then it's almost it's like been that a horse
1: since I saw it so. it's almost
0: like that horse is like, nah man, I'm done. Like I seen
1: other the yeah, maybe the horse was tired. Yeah, that's
0: it, it was I the mean, end he's of his story. Maybe stuck in a
1: tar pit. Okay, so enough, enough. about never ending enough. story. Enough. Um, Harry <coughs> Potter. Harry Potter. Okay, so the thing is that this is such a long series, and obviously everybody can't make it. There's going to be something to cry about, like in in these books. Um, and then so obviously you've got characters. Hey, if you haven't read all the Harry Potter books, just turn your ears down. Um, because there was one person, I haven't finished them all. And there was one person that I'm like, no, he dies.
0: <laughs> Harry Potter.
1: Um, this is a bad time to talk about this. <laughs> no. So, uh, uh <clears throat> Dobby, Hedwig, Fred Weasley. And then, uh, I mean, Dumbledore.
0: how oh, they recast him? It's fine.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> um, the, there's all the individual characters that you can grieve about, um, Sirius Black, but then there's also when Harry Potter as a series was wrapped up. Oh, yeah. Then all the people who are like, what do I even have to live for now?
0: Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> what? There's no book to look forward to now? Um And so one person was talking about how... Whenever a new book came out, it was like this big family tradition that they would all sit on the couch, like for that initial reading together, and they would barely move. Like they stayed on the couch until it was done. Uh,
0: they read the whole thing in one sitting.
1: Like they would do schoolwork and life things that they had to do, but every moment that they could, they were reading on the couch.
0: Hey, I respect that. I that baffles me.
1: No it does not baffle me. Because I I, you get grew up it. like that. So then when they're when it was done, that's like a mourning process for like of because you're losing a tradition in a sense. Like you could start them over again, I guess. Yeah. You could start a different series, mm. but odds are it's not gonna be the same for you. Nope. Like it's the kids and you are always gonna compare it to that first thing, whatever it was. Sure. Even if the new thing is great. So um, you know. Um, Another one that is just so sad. Not Penny's boat.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I have very vivid memories of that. Watching that episode of Lost.
1: <clears throat> so Lost in general, another uh, spoiler alert here. There's a lot of spoilers, but Lost is so old, you guys. So um, Lost is basically all about grief. Yep. In a sense of trying to understand where life went wrong, trying to right some of those wrongs or reconcile yourself with what happened or reconcile yourself with the decisions that you made. Right. Or, you know, like all kinds of different things going on with like, it has a very wide cast. Some might argue too wide. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh oh, what's it? heck? Why can't I, I can't remember his name right now?
0: All I, all that's coming um, to my head is you all everybody.
1: No. You all No, everybody. they're not Penny's Boat guy. Yeah. His name is. You all everybody. No. Well. Yes. No, but the other guy.
0: They were in the band.
1: I know. But <clears> the <throat> guy who's in love with Penny. What's his <clears throat> name?
0: I don't know. I'm telling you, the only thing that's coming to my mind is you all everybody. Apparently,
1: you need to watch this again. Yeah, I
0: just need to watch all of it again.
1: No, okay. The guy who was down in the pit for years, exercising and pushing the button.
0: Oh, Um uh, he's, Desmond.
1: The one, he's the one in love with Penny. Desmond. Yeah, when I say person in love with Penny, I'm not talking about Charlie. Anyway, Charlie's oh, the, Charlie. the one. Charlie's the one who said Charlie's not, in not love Penny's, with Penny. Yes, Charlie said not
0: Penny's. It's vote. all coming back. It's all coming back to me now.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay. Desmond and Penny's story is another life, like brother. oh my goodness I just I love it and I just root for them and then that moment was so crushing
0: yeah I still feel uh, like i could have got get out of there but that, that doesn't make for as good a, a story
1: so yeah lost in general it, there's a lot of and then there's a lot of stories to connect with and go Ugh. This really hits me right in like the soul.
0: Yeah, it. it that man, that whole show. Like, forget about how it ended. If you have watched that far, but even them at one point they they get off the island, or do they? Or do they? <clears throat> and then the whole thing and there's like that was a big thing with Jack and all of the stuff that he was doing was we have to go back. We have to go back. <laughs> and so
1: he's kind of a liney guy. He's a
0: bit, and he's the leader, and I don't understand it. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, like that island, what again, how they are processing this grief and, and figuring out all of these things. And that's the spot that they want to get back to because that had become their kind of comfort zone. They weren't able to, to move past that. That had become like this black hole in time and space. Or they all needed to get back to.
1: Oh man. So many layers. That... What
0: an onion that show.
1: Okay, so moving on.
0: I double dog dairy to try Red and move Dead on to. Red, last. Redemption. Did pretty good Red
1: Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption was one that was brought up multiple times. Um, Matt, Kate, and Shocker. some other people. Shocker, yeah. I feel like some, and I don't know if it's like the story or if it's just. You just enjoyed that game so much that when it's over, you're you get, like,
0: you get attached, man. You get attached to a couple of very specific characters in that story. Yeah. And then when those characters breathe their last, <laughs> you're like, uh, uh, now what? Uh-huh. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? yeah. I mean, there's a lot of whys, but. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, The Hunger Games came up, Rue, specifically. Which one's Rue? I don't know. Huh. Um, but it was brought up by multiple oh, people. Rue,
0: oh, okay, Rue is like the little girl. Do you remember in the Hunger Games? Is she
1: a younger sister or something? Or is she, she in just, the pit with them She was just fighting one of them, for her life?
0: She, yeah, so she trained alongside okay. Katniss and all that stuff. And I mean, in the movie anyway, because I think you read the book. I don't read the book.
1: I read, no, no, I can't take, like I read part of one of the books. Fair enough. And then the movie came out and I watched the movie and was like, "Boo!" And Get I out. abandoned the
0: Get book. Out. So Rue is—I mean, seriously—in in, the—in the movie, they make her look like four foot nothing, uh-huh. just skinny bones, rails, just like, yeah, smaller than Nene. Yeah, and she ends up like helping and all this stuff. And yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> uh-huh, dear. Yeah. Okay, this was one that other people didn't say, but I'm gonna say. Simon Birch.
0: Oh, I don't want to watch that movie again. (laughs) I don't want to watch it. Oh, Oh. my
1: goodness. That movie was hard to um, watch. Like, I'm sorry. Dude.
0: I'm sorry. Dude. (laughs) 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 That's just the the drainage. (laughs) 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 Okay, we'll move on. I do not want to talk about Simon Birch. You're
1: crying that right movie, now. That movie. Your eyes. Yes.
0: That movie rips me apart. We'll move on. Infinity War. We'll
1: talk about, talk infini- about Infinity okay. War. I can Infinity talk about Infinity War. I can talk about Infinity War.
0: Oh my gosh. Because Infinity War is not real. Like, Simon Birch could absolutely freaking happen. You no. Know. Okay. So do yourself a favor. If you deal with emotions, I don't. <laughs> Don't watch Simon <laughs> Birch. Okay. Sorry. Grief.
1: I've blindsided you, okay. I guess.
0: Yeah, I didn't even see it on the list.
1: Infinity War. That's not your fault. The Snap movie. Yes. The Snap Snap. So,
0: so, specifically, that is the part that people are talking about, is the the, the, fin- the finale
1: uh-huh. the finale
0: of uh-huh. Infinity War, where it looks like the team is going to win. Uh-huh. The good guys are going to prevail. No, everybody uh-huh. knows what's about to happen, but there are like Disney Marvel Studios they, they do a really good job of making you think oh dang we're about to win this thing uh-huh and then it happens
1: yeah and then Thanos snaps the entire universe basically implodes like. and
0: so like from a nerd standpoint at that moment it's like okay we know it's 50% half of the universe who it going to be right and so watching like characters So watching characters standing next to each other, and one of them turning to dust, and the other one not, it's Truman like,
1: up a hill. hey, don't give me
0: flag, bro. <laughs> okay. um, that was. I, I mean, wish we'd all
1: been ready. That's me, all I'm saying. For
0: me, the, Spider-Man, that was the one. That was the one for me where I was like,
1: mm. what? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And then also, I mean, if you, you back it up, you go all the way back, you know, when they're collecting the stones and all that stuff. And then you've got Hawkeye and, and Black Widow, you know, over the pit trying to collect the soul stone and just back, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Who's going to go over? Who's, they're both trying to basically sacrifice themselves to get the, the soul stone. Uh-huh. And then it ends up being like Black Widow.
1: And
0: uh-huh. you're like, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> or tax. <text. laughs> um, I think harder than that moment for me, maybe because I knew, by the time I watched that movie, I knew there was more and they had kind of resolved it. Like leaving it in such unresolve.
3: For a year. That
1: was the hard, one of the really for hard For a year. Harder than that, since I was not part of that unresolve, was I love you three thousand?
0: You don't know, how to know you don't have oh to gosh. know jack or squat about the MCU.
1: I know, and I didn't watch anything. I watched very few of them, and I watched that one because I felt like I had to, and I didn't want to like it. And stinking <laughs> Tony Stark and his adorable daughter. Yeah, and I love you three thousand, and it just makes me want to cry right now. I'm not crying, this but I want moment. to take it's that. It's not quite because you were legit over there wiping your eyes. So, um, okay. Last but not least, because this was possibly the single most mentioned moment. As
0: wash. well as she, yes. Wash.
1: Wash from Firefly while it was in Serenity. <sighs> A leaf on the wind.
0: Was it in Serenity?
1: I'm pretty sure it was in Serenity. That he died.
0: I apologize, nerds. I know you're losing your minds right now, but I apologize. I cannot remember if it was in the movie or if it was in the TV show.
1: Um,
0: I'm I'm having a hard time. No, it
1: was Serenity. It was in Serenity.
0: Okay, he was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That came out of nowhere. I I mean, literally and figuratively, came out of nowhere, and. Even in that moment, I'm looking around and I'm going, he can pull through, right? Ooh, this is like space stuff. Yeah, he's probably fine, mm-hmm. but he didn't at all. Um,
1: yeah, wash isn't coming. Um, whew. Mm-hmm. Whew. that that was a bad that's a bad one. So. There you go. Those I, are some I've got I'm a not, bonus. This is oh you do. Okay. I've got a
0: bonus. All right. So this right, is go. this, is per, this is personal for me. Okay. Um because I and it's not Simon I, I brought Birch. up
1: my personal no. one.
0: <laughs> um mine's mine's not nerdy. Um, Simon Birch isn't nerdy either. You're right, it's not nerdy. Um but mine's mine's not nerdy, but like I <clears throat> I got daddy issues. Like who among us doesn't have daddy
1: okay. issues? Okay. We might be talking about this next episode. Or not next episode, next segment. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay.
0: Um, And if we do, then we'll just kind of roll into it. Okay. But like any, almost anything that has a father-son connection where they they reconnect. And I mean, it can be as simple as them playing baseball together in a cornfield on Field of Dreams.
1: Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear, and... uh... Zerg.
0: That one doesn't get me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what that's what that one's on the outside of it for me.
1: You're a great dad.
0: But I mean seriously, like that moment in Field of Dreams um oh, where yeah. they're playing ball together, him and his dad, and I'm like S- what is happening to my eyeballs right now? <laughs> uh-huh. And because I haven't seen that movie. Because I you wouldn't even care. Because Well, like for me growing up, like I, I didn't feel like I had my dad there. And so like, I've been for my entire life, slowly processing that grief, Uh you know? And then there are, there are times where it's like, you know, I feel like we're good and then we're not. And so it's like loss all over again and stuff like that. And so like, it's that moment for me in any, almost any movie where it's like, and you know, dad playing ball with this kid or teaching them something or like really taking the mo- time to do that. I'm like, do that with your kid, do that with your kid, do that with your kid. Like having this pep talk with myself, like yeah. don't create this moment that I'm having inside of myself for my other kids. And like every day I'm like, I'm creating that moment for my children <laughs> because you know, we're having to like discipline them or ground them or like whatever. So, but that was the bonus. Um, there's plenty more where that came from. So we're going to take a short break. And this
1: was not in any, this was just some things mentioned by the community. It's not a a ranking or anything like that. Just by no means exhaustive, um, honorable mention, um, you know, not honorable mentions, but
0: you're doing great over there. Whatever. Hey, we are going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to have more on grief and how biblically, um, to process that and move through it. And from a practical standpoint, maybe some, some tips and tricks for you. Maybe yes. not. We'll no, see. No. 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 We are not grief experts.
1: We are not grief experts.
0: But no. we have grieved and will grieve in the future. So, hey, more on that when we come back right here with the Church Nerds podcast.
3: Does not always mean restoration. Life can be full of hurts and letdowns. Our pain and heartache oftentimes come from those closest to us. Whether family, friends, or those we hold at significant regard, opening ourselves up to relationship can sometimes come at a price. Far too often, we as believers get caught up in the idea that in order to offer forgiveness, we must be ready to open our lives back up to the person who hurt us. Or maybe we find ourselves thinking that if someone says they've forgiven us, that we've earned the right to enter back into their daily lives as if nothing had happened. Forgiveness does not always mean restoration. Forgiveness and restoration are actually two very different things that come at different times in our healing process. Forgiveness is internal. It benefits the offended more than the offender. Forgiveness allows the heart of the hurting to truly begin healing. Restoration, on the other hand, is outward. It not only benefits the person who was hurt, but it's for the offender and anyone else caught in the crossfire of the fallout as well. Restoration will not, and is not always supposed to be, the end result. A quick Google search of forgiveness will render a plethora of well-meaning articles and blogs suggesting forgiveness and restoration are one and the same. What you won't find much of is the handful of relationships in the Bible that suggest differently. Factually, the Bible is full of relationships gone bad, where ultimately forgiveness was offered, but restoration was not immediate. Paul and Barnabas may be my favorite. When working toward healing in relationships, we have to remember the importance of offering forgiveness, found explained in Mark chapter 11, verse 25, while remembering that justice is the Lord's just as He reminds us in Romans 12, 19, that He will have vengeance as He sees fit. As you maneuver through whatever hurt you're dealing with today, let's be willing to offer forgiveness just as Christ forgives us, but remember, There is no pressure to rush the process of restoration.
0: Hey there and welcome back to Church Nerds on LTN Radio, the Live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you have started to listen to us. If you haven't found us on the internet yet, somebody gave you this podcast or you found it organically, you can always head on over to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds and all the information you need is right there. Uh, good grief. We are back. Good grief. <clears throat> yep. And I really wanted that to be the, the episode title, and so hey. I do. Here we go.
1: I do want it to be, because it fits. I feel like it fits. Good grief. Good grief. Charlie Brown. And you'll see
0: why. Speaking of why. Why grief? Why now? Why at the end of the season? Uh, why season, would
1: anybody pick this to yeah, talk about?
0: You know, why why would why do we do this? Well, um in in January of twenty twenty one, January eighth, twenty twenty one. Anna's mother passed away unexpectedly. Um, nobody knew that this was coming. She wasn't sick. Nothing. Nothing was wrong with her. She was in a car accident, and um, it's. It, I mean, it was one of those things where it's. It was like she left, and then didn't come back, and we were all left. Those of us in in the family and extended family, and those of you that grieved alongside of us. Thank you so much for that we were left in this weird spot of, ah, it's not, it's not real. It's not real. It can't be real. We're going to say all the words. We're going to do all the things. But I remember having a conversation with your dad where we, we were sitting on the couch in the house. And he was like, is it weird for me to expect her to just walk through that door at any moment? And I said, no, no, it's not. And this was, this was the day that it happened. I was like, dad, it's, it's not weird to expect that because she still hasn't been gone for long enough that she wouldn't have normally been gone anyway. Uh-huh. And so like everything was so fresh. It was so raw. And now he's dealing with different things, different emotions. How do I progress? How do I move on? Um, and, and so are we, uh-huh. because a big part of that story is on January the 8th, 2021, this happened. And then January the 18th, 2021, PJ was born. And so we had a major departure and a major arrival in our family. And, you know, mom's going to watch the kids. And like, we were excited. She was making blankets and teaching the kids all these things. So we had all these things that were moving and shaking as if nothing was ever going to change. But our lives forever changed on january the 8th um and so
1: and i think it's like uh what i've told people a bunch of times um because i guess this is part of how i process this happening and people are like oh that just must be the hardest worst thing to lose your mom like that and she was young um i mean obviously like we joke around about her being an old lady or whatever, but she was young. Um, She had her full mind, her body worked well still. Um, And like for that reason, she, we were able to donate like her, her organs and stuff because, because she was, her body was still working so well, you know? And so, so it's unexpected. It's not like, um, not to make light of anything well like your mom died of cancer yeah
0: my mom had, so <laughs> that's another big part of the whole thing for me personally is you know it was three years ago mm-hmm. uh, three it'll be three years ago in August that my mom passed away yeah from stage four cancer mm-hmm. and so yes it's it, but it is different it, my mom passed well, away from different. cancer it's
1: different because and it's it's different but it's not um in that you either grieve on the front end um, or you grieve on the back end. And so it is hard to watch a a family member suffer from a terminal disease or um, we have a bunch of people and even us in our life, um, we are dealing with family members with like memory loss. And so you see somebody slowly slipping away and they are just a shell of who they were. And that is... Oh, I almost feel like that's worse and harder um, because while it, it, the unexpected is hard and I miss so many things about her and, and mainly that um, the grandmother that she was to our kids is one of the hardest things to lose that's to me. irreplaceable. irreplaceable. Um, but to, not, to know that she did not suffer... You know, and we did not have to watch her slowly slipping away. We didn't have to watch her body failing. We didn't have to, you know, there was, there was no, there was no suffering like that. So it's just, it's just different.
0: Which, I mean, honestly, you know? that was, <clears throat> that was, that was a blessing in disguise absolutely. for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Because mom had asked, or had not asked, and she wasn't like begging or pleading, but she was like, you know, if I had it my way, um, I don't want to lose my mind because again, she's watching all these other women in the family, lose, lose their minds around her. And she's like, and I really don't want to suffer. And so God granted that, you know, and it's, I don't know where you are in the grieving process with anything, but where we are right now is it's like, yeah, God, this is not how anybody would have drawn it up Mm -hmm. at all. Uh But God granted that to her. And so we find solace and peace and assurance in that, that God, God was faithful in that. And that we know, you and I, um, we we trust in in the Lord's timing and his, you know, his sovereign nature and and all that good stuff that we know personally about God. Um,
1: Not to say that, uh, you know, if somebody suffers, that it's like, well, God wasn't faithful to that person. No, it's... Because that's a, I mean, that is a whole... And when I say it's hard to watch that happen to somebody, like... uh, Yep. Watching it happen to your mom. I was not close with your mom, but it kind of it caused I still like there was some anxiety that came into play when that happened that I still have not shaken. Yeah. Um like <clears throat> it, it set some things in motion in my mind because it was so difficult to watch. Absolutely. Um so it's not it's not like well you know, God was faithful to my mom, but he wasn't faithful to your mom, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, so, And like specifically for anybody listening, like that, that, that is nothing that I harbor, you know? Um, mm. Because I, I, I do think that.
1: I could just see somebody making that connection. Yeah, and, 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 and
0: so like, that's just kind of, again, you know, we talked about maybe some tips and tricks. It's like, like just thinking as best you can. That that you don't you don't have like understanding you don't have the whole picture in mind like yeah. none of us have the whole picture in mind so yeah. we're again we're gonna look through some things here in just a second um everything everything that we look through the scope that we're we're looking through the lens that focuses that is Jesus mm-hmm. and Christ and a biblical worldview and so yeah. hey, if you're not there don't we're not forcing anything down your throat this is how Anna and I have processed our grief.
1: Well, in grief, I mean, the reason we're talking about it is it, I didn't want to, we, we mentioned that she passed away, but we skipped right over it because I, you know, am still getting to the point where, you know, if somebody wants to come and talk to me about her and I can just look them in the eye and keep using words, that feels good to me. Yeah. To you know, like to not, to not tear up and like, yeah. I don't know what to say to people. I don't want people to not talk about her, but every time we talk about her, then I have to go there again. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we've waited for a long time is because like, I couldn't keep it together. No. You know, in a microphone. <clears throat> um, and it, 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 grief just stinks. Grief is hard. Grief is hard when you know Jesus even though we're like we don't grieve as those who have no hope um grief is still hard and it's still hard when you know that the person you lost knows Jesus like that has been something that's been hard to watch my my dad going through is feeling like he's not allowed to grieve certain ways because we need, because we know that she's with the Lord. Yeah. And so we don't want to wish her back. And, um, we know that this, we know that she wanted to be with Jesus more than anything else. More than anything. Um, and so to, to be happy that she has that, but then to allow ourselves to be sad that she's gone. And you know, some of my family members are having a hard time with that, that it's like, I not wanting to allow themselves the grief. Um, it is hard. It's hard to navigate. And I don't think when, when the Bible says that we don't grieve as those who have no hope, that's from first Thessalonians four thirteen, which Paul is speaking to <clears throat> a bunch of people who are watching people die around them all the time for the sake of Christ. Yeah. And they are discouraged. Um, and so he's trying to help them find hope in the situation. I don't think that he was saying don't grieve though. No, I don't. Um, grief is really, it's important. And I think psych- psychology, like modern psychology and counseling definitely will talk about how it's super important to allow yourself to grieve. Otherwise, you, you, like you're, you're basically injuring yourself or not allowing yourself to heal and just walking around with an injury. If you don't allow yourself to go there that you've got to go You've got to go through it. Sure. Um, and I think we see Jesus grieving. Um, if Jesus grieved over the death of Lazarus, I think we're allowed to gr- Who he knew he was going to raise yeah, in like almost immediately. If he was allowed to grieve about that, I think we're allowed to grieve too, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really loaded story that we're not going to get all the way into. But Lazarus was his friend. I don't necessarily think that he was he was mourning cuz he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was mourning the loss of Lazarus. I think that he was mourning with the people who had lost Lazarus because they were going to be with Adam and mm-hmm. for all they knew forever. And so <clears throat> I think that that's a that's a big aspect of of grief and mourning as well is that like like hurting with those who hurt, mm-hmm. you know, joining with them um, in that That's, moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, the compassion of Jesus in action. Yeah, I think also we see Paul, um, Paul's friends grieved over him actually before he was martyred because there was a vision given at one point of like, hey, man, if you go to Rome, you are not coming back. Yeah. And when they all learn that from the Spirit, which I, we study this, and it's like, why would the Spirit tell him yeah. that? <laughs> um, when the Spirit told him that, all of Paul's friends tried to shut it down, and they're like, "Don't go, don't go, do not go." Yeah. And he was <laughs> like, "Ah, you guys have to stop. I need you to stop. Like, don't stop me from doing this. It's going to happen, and it needs to happen. Yeah. Like, this is what the Spirit wants me to do. Um." It wasn't like, hey, I'm warning you that this is going to happen, so maybe take a different path. It was just, no, this is going to happen. And they they grieved that. Um, and, I mean, so, so you see it multiple times in, in Scripture. Um, it's not like grief is off limits for us as no. believers. We're, we're allowed to do it, and I think it's important that we do it. Um, there is a resource that we're going to mention later, but I was watching a video where a therapist is reacting to Onward um, along with a, a filmmaker. And one of the things that he says, and, and that show is deals very heavily that show, that movie deals yeah. very heavily with, with grief and loss. Um, and the therapist said something that I was like, man, I want to write that down. He said. Uh, grief is our gift of love to the person that we lost, um, because if you lose them and you don't grieve them, it means basically it means they didn't mean anything to you. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we know Wanda Vision. Um, that line that Vision says to Wanda, "What is what is grief but love persevering?" I might have not said that properly, but. That resonated with so many people. And I'm like, man, that seems too brilliant to be in just like a <laughs> Disney Marvel a show. A throwaway
0: superhero What flick. is
1: that? Um, because it's just kind of a brilliant way to express that. Um, and even though it is just in a Marvel show, I think that that goes to show how nerd culture... And games and movies and, you know, just story can actually help us to process through grief sometimes. Thoughtfully created story. Obviously, people can use games and movies and Netflix and all kinds of stuff as just like, I want to escape because I don't want to feel my feelings right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to go shoot a bunch of stuff or, you know, play Mario Kart a billion times or yep. whatever, Not you know, Mar- Mario Kart and, and <clears throat> you know, Call of Duty are fine in their, their respective places. I'm talking more though with this stuff about really thoughtfully created stories that yeah. are addressing things In our minds and things about culture and um, things that we have to go through because not every, you know, not every game, it's not, I'm sure they all want to make money, but it's not like, well, we're just gonna reskin this thing over and over and over until, you know, those are not the kind of games I'm talking about. I'm talking about Fortnite. Um,
0: Shots fired. Well, I don't know what to
1: say. This is a different type of game. No, hey, you're good. You're good. You're good. So, I mean, there are lots and lots of things that people connect with in these stories and in these games because people grieve, people do grieve loss. Like we've been specifically talking about losing people that are close to us, yeah. but loss of people like death is not the only thing that people grieve and no. can connect with in story. There's failure in relationships like divorces uh, or failure in relationship with a a child or with a parent there's job loss there's academic failure where you were hanging all your hopes on a career and you didn't make it or you find out that it's not for you and it feels hopeless um there's finding out that you have a disability there is like some people grieve over an empty nest there's unmet Mm. expectations in your family, like finding out that a child has a disability and your life is not going to look like what you dreamed about when you were younger. Or finding out that you aren't going to be able to have children and you are actually faced with infertility. there is like what we talked about, finding out that somebody's losing their mind in the form of like dementia or something like that and watching that person slip away. Um, there's realizing that you failed somebody else yeah. and you caused trauma to somebody else and then grieving your decisions. Um, trauma, abuse, losing self-identity or feeling like you lost your childhood somehow. Yeah. Um, all of those things are addressed in games and movies and, like, all over nerd culture, oh, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's 101 different things that people feel grieved over and can play a game and be like, I need a minute. Yeah. That hit me different than I thought it would. Big time. Um. So... I did ask the community about some things, um, and here here are some of the the heavy hitter stories that we heard a lot. WandaVision, Vision again, um, Big Fish, yeah, uh, which uh, I love that movie. That's um, one of your favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. Um, Onward was <clears throat> mentioned several times. Uh, so good. It is. It's really good. So good. And Inside Out. Dang, Pixar is so good at mucking around in feelings and sheesh.
0: Inside Out was the first movie that we watched on Disney Plus.
1: Oh, was it? I don't remember. Um, Lots of people were talking about Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like one person specifically was talking about actually hoping for distraction from grief and yeah. they started mass effect and they were like, eh, but then I actually did deal yeah, with my swerved
0: directly and deal it. with
1: stuff while I was watching <clears throat> that. Um, somebody talked about playing journey while they were in the midst of a divorce,
0: not the band, the game. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, this one was interesting. Uh, somebody mentioned that, Frankenstein really changed their life because they saw um, themselves becoming a monster in much of the same way due to um, like denial about some things. Uh, oh wow! And so that he so he could either let some of the trauma that had happened to him consume him, and then you know perpetuate that and make these horrible choices, or he could choose to be better than the the person who came before him. Um, oh, wow. And that he felt like he would have turned into a monster if it were not for, for, the book Frankenstein. Um, There's been a
0: lot of talk about House of M lately, which is a, <clears throat> it's a comic book run, um, you know, it's Marvel about Wanda, and House of M kind of feeds into WandaVision a little bit, but specifically like how we deal with our own trauma, and then how we deal with it, how that is going to impact other people and the people around us. So Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no end to the number of things that people have posted and put in about how they deal with trauma and grief and all Mm -hmm. sorts of stuff.
1: And when I was reading these, I, I mean, Bubba can be witness. I was like, whew like over there crying over my phone, just hearing about the, the grief that our community has been through and found healing from.
0: And grief is a burden. It really is. And burdens are, are best shared with other people. So, um, the, the biggest tip that we can give you is share that. Share that burden. Find somebody that you can confide in. If it's here in LTN, awesome. If it's a therapist, awesome. If it's a family member or a friend or whatever, awesome. Find somebody to share that burden of grief with because that's really what people are for is for community. Well, hey, we're going to take another short break, but when we come back, we're going to have that nerdy recommendation for you and a Church Nerds memory verse. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back with the Church Nerds podcast.
2: What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio, or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play "Love Thy Nerd." Now let's get you back to that podcast. Tiger uppercut.
3: Final round.
0: Fight. Well, to close out the show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and we mentioned it earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Va-
0: veiled? I almost said vaguely. Veiled. It was a veiled one.
1: Well, I, d- I actually didn't know about this um, until, until I had asked <laughs> all these questions in the community. Um, Patrick Morrow, mm-hmm. or Morrow. Hey, Patrick. Let us know how to pronounce your last name.
0: I realized um, I had never said your last name, Patrick. Um, so
1: anyway, uh, yeah. he 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 said he highly recommended this YouTube channel. Um, it's called Cinema Therapy, and I went and checked it out. And that it's it is it's a therapist and like a professional filmmaker uh-huh. sitting in recliners reacting to movies or it. or unpacking like movies and stories yeah. um, and it is it is very interesting and we've done kind of some similar stuff so I will say that this is not a, a Christian specifically like biblical worldview resource but it is about you know thinking deeply you know think about, critically about, it, yeah. about what we're consuming um, and
0: I love it I think it's great I can't wait I I need something else to dive into on YouTube
1: Onward made them cry too so it's oh my fine gosh that um,
0: freaking movie, man.
1: Yeah, but it is super interesting. I really liked it. So y'all should check it out. Cinema Therapy.
0: On the YouTubes.
1: On the YouTubes.
0: Hey, we also got a Church Shirt's memory verse today. What's that oh, one?
1: Oh, dear.
0: I will stall. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> if if you have any recommendations for things that you would like for us to talk about, we have, I believe, two more episodes in this um in this season left before we take a break well we'll be taking a break all of our podcasts on the ltm podcast network will be taking a break at the end of may so starting first week in june no podcasts and then that will persist through the summer first week in august all of it comes back so be ready for that okay and stall over (laughs)
1: I knew, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have it like pulled up. Gotcha. In the notes. Um, so this is an interesting verse, um, that I don't know if I like, you know, when you just don't remember things that are there that apparently have been there, but they didn't matter to you when they, when you read them last or something, Fair I enough. don't know. Um, this is found in Ecclesiastes seven, three, um, it says sorrow is better than laughter for by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. He goes on to say, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. Um, Which is not, this is not a happy verse, like a happy passage. Um, And I think that when you are not in a place of grief, it's easy to read that and be like, boo, what a downer. Yeah. But I think that what... Hey, PJ. Yeah,
0: PJ is now in the room.
1: I think that what it um, drives home for me is, is just talking about how it, it's a smart thing yeah. to try to process through your grief and to not to not just go out and have a good time when you have stuff that you need to be dealing with. PJ is wow. wow.
0: mourning um, not being able to knock our coffee over. I guess. And- Oh, man. Babies. Am I right or am I right? Now, that's the sound of Anna standing up. Uh, you guys are just getting the whole, the full meal deal here. Well, there is an entire book in the Bible called Lamentations, um, which just really deals with things not going the way that anybody planned them. And so, if you are dealing with grief, that might help you through, or it might, might help you understand that other people are dealing with that too. But Ecclesiastes 7.3 is another thing for you there. Hey, PJ, I'm trying to close out the podcast. <clears> Hannah's <throat> going to leave the room. I'll just go ahead and do this. Hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, um, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. And if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, I would love that. Please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can also select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. That's going to give LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no extra cost to you. As previously stated, you can also find us online at LTN Radio, that's LTNOnAir.com, and you can find them on the Twitterverse at LTN on air on Twitter. You can also find us, Love Thy Nerd, on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and even this podcast at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter. Once again, I'm Bubba and for my wife, Anna, we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.